This is Near FM. Weekday mornings from 11. This is Northside Today. Given on the line now, I have Niall Crowley, Director of Mission at Think House. Uh, good morning, Niall. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. Thank you. Okay. Give us a bit of background to Mission at uh, Think House. Well, Thinkhouse is a youth communication agency uh, based here in Dublin, and um, we work with brands and um, uh, public sector in uh, across Ireland to uh, help them reach out to young people aged 18 to 35 year olds. So we were, because we work with um, uh, so much with young people, we were very interested to find out what they think about the um, upcoming election. Because we did a lot of work last year around the marriage equality referendum, which really had a huge turnout for the young demographic cohort. And we were curious to see if we were to ask them, uh, would that interest in in politics, in, in the sort of electoral process, would that carry over to the general election? And what we found is that it is, um, it's looking likely. Mm-hmm. So... Probably because of the um, the marriage equality, 93% of 18 to 35-year-olds are already registered to vote. Mm-hmm. That's an extraordinarily high number compared to uh, other countries. Yeah. Um, and what, we're, uh, what young people are telling us is that 83% of them are likely to vote in this uh, general election next week. And just to give you an idea of how that, like, how that compares, like the, in the last general election, 2011, the overall turnout was 70%. So it's a huge increase. And I think it's fair to say that, um, to conclude that um, the reasons for this are sort of twofold. One, there's a general increase in interest and action around social issues that affect young people's lives and, and issues that they care about, like homelessness and the refugee crisis and women's rights, particularly repeal the eighth. Mm-hmm. But secondly, young people have experienced firsthand through the, the marriage equality referendum results last May that their collective ability to change this country is real, that they actually have, that, that voting works. And that's a very motivating thing. That was a turning point, I think, uh, is what you're saying, that where people said, oh, geez, we have some power here uh, with the marriage equality vote that went out last week. So they started thinking more. But I think a lot of it, I suppose, I think politicising themselves up to that, but actually the feel of, of real power, I think, uh, was more astounding, probably changed their minds quite a lot. Well, certainly we know that there has been generations of young people who have been very politically apathetic. Um, certainly my generation um, grew up, we loads of statistics and published research shows that uh, we were quite dis, uh, disenfranchised and mm-hmm. we, we had very low voting turnouts. Um, but we're seeing this uh, generation of millennials uh, really turned on and tuned in to social issues and how they can uh, can be solved. But what is interesting as well is that we asked them about uh, the leadership um, and, um, you know, obviously young people have told us that they really care about issues, but we've asked them, well, who do you think can lead and um, help solve these uh, social issues? And what was remarkable is that none of them came back and said that there's a particular um, leader that they like, that they've all 
actually come back and said that they, there's none of the leaders that they actually like. <laughs> that, so, sort of, that sort of goes to show that the debates are wasting the time a little bit with the debates with the main parties. Um, well, I mean, that, that's what it reflects to me. Old, there's still an older cohort that they're interested in. Mm. Um, in uh, the, the, the the leaders are interested in getting the votes for. Um, but it's interesting to see that young people don't have faith in the leaders at the moment, or the, the, the options of leaders at the moment. And I think that, you know, politicians and policymakers would do well to pay closer attention and give better respect to the younger voting cohort uh, because they are emboldened to change the world and they will elect leaders who share that vision mm-hmm. to change the world. And I don't think they're seeing that at the moment. And they seem, from the study, that they talk among themselves, so they're influenced with their friends. But interesting enough, interestingly enough, the family still uh, have an, has an influence on them, which probably they hear the talk of, of their parents or their siblings older or otherwise our uncles or aunts uh, talking as well and that would influence the way they would think as well I imagine or not tell well, I, I think not changes the way they think but sort of gives them a different aspect to it yeah I, and gives them more information and helps them make a, a uh, more informed decision but I think it's always been the case that friends and family have been the biggest influencers of young people but there's a huge emphasis put on social media and how that has democratized media and um, how young people are getting their information from um, so, social media platforms and the the power say the influencing power of television or radio mm-hmm. um, has diminished over time. So what is really interesting from these results is that the young people have told us that yes, while um, social media is still hugely important or, or, or is uh, hugely important in, in um, them forming their decisions about politics and who they would vote for, still number one is friends and number two is family. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you that um, for all of uh, you know the the amount of effort that politicians will go to to be on the radio talking or be on the television talking um who they really need to influence is this sort of peer to peer influence that young people are uh, more influenced by conversations with their friends, even if those conversations are online or in person um, they're much more likely to to uh, be influenced that way than they are through television or radio. Mm-hmm. And interesting about the economy, I reckons it would be the biggest effect, but I also realise that the economy permeates all the other uh, social, social issues or lack of in the country as well. So they've really thought it all out, according to the study. Well, I think, you know, without a strong economy, nothing else works. So um, everyone, everyone kind of is, is aware that the economy is the most important thing. But what really was fascinating and probably the most interesting thing for us in this um, entire piece of research was that young people recognized that the economy was the most, it was the, the one issue that was most likely to affect them. Mm-hmm. However, they didn't necessarily consider it the most important issue to them. They chose social issues. They ranked social issues higher than the economy. Um, social issues like refugee crisis, the uh, homelessness crisis, and uh, w- repeal the eight. Mm-hmm. They they thought that they were more important to society than the economy. In other words, they ranked issues that affected other people or issues that affected society more important than issues that affected them personally. Mm-hmm. And I think that showed an enormous amount of empathy, an enormous amount of compassion 
Um, so, you know, we, uh, we might have had generations of, you know, people being very focused on themselves and mm-hmm. very focused on their own um, achievements. But uh, I think it's very lovely and heartwarming to see a younger generation now who have who are demonstrating compassion and, and, and empathy in such a uh, clear way. So we think that's that's quite a... It's quite healthy indeed, and it's also healthy to see that uh, on their agenda, like is the arts and the environment, and of course education, which is highly important to them as well. Uh, but the arts and, and, and the environment, uh, well, the younger people are always to the forefront of, of the environment, but uh, it's great to see that they're really taking more interest in, in the arts. Um, maybe that's because of a lot of the success. Uh, I'm surprised that sport wasn't among uh, the priorities that, with, with the success we've had in sport as well as in the arts. Yeah, that's the I one thing I found missing. Um, in the arts this year, um, Ireland on an international scale, scale has really been punching above its weight. So that's obviously brought that um, sort of area to the front and centre of the respondents' minds. But what's interesting, actually, is they, they what they've said in this research is that it's the arts and um, uh, that that the politicians are ignoring and are not addressing enough. The arts and the environment mm-hmm. are the two issues that they feel that politicians aren't talking enough about and aren't giving enough um, seriousness to. Um, so it just goes to show you that, you know, they're, the young voters aren't, um, you know, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They notice what's being said and more importantly they notice not what's being not said mm-hmm. and what's not being done when they, they see when uh, opportunities uh, politicians take advantage for photo shoots and that's purely just for the photo shoot and nothing for the encouragement uh, oh, yeah. of the arts as oh, well yeah we're talking we're talking about an extremely savvy cohort of young people here who know how media works and uh, know how politicians use media to uh, to better themselves so they want to see real policy they want to see real action they don't want to see, um, you know, mm-hmm. window dressing. Yeah, the same old, same old coming back up again. And it was interesting as well that quite a high percentage of them are keeping their eye on the US election as well and, and because they reckon it would influence, which it probably will, uh, the Irish economy and everything to do with Ireland and probably around the world. That's very true. I mean, that that is something that really interested us as well because we did ask them which did they did they uh, which election would have a greater influence on their lives the Irish general election or the U.S. presidential election and we had 12 percent of young people come back to tell us that they think the U.S. presidential election will have a greater influence on their lives than the Irish general election <laughs> I think that just goes to show you <laughs> yeah yeah the ripple effect quite, um, yeah, well, of course, whether that's true or not, um, but I think the the um, we're seeing the the U.S. presidential election. I don't know if it's just going to be this one or if it's par for the course. It's more packaged as entertainment, um, but uh, certainly more more entertainment than the Irish general election is. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether the those 12% feel that the US general election uh, will have more influence on their lives whether they're actually correct or not we're not able to measure that mm-hmm. but it is a certain certainly a fascinating area for 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 thought it is indeed and um, do you think that the politicians are aware of a study like this by uh, think house where what the young people are thinking because i, I sort of say to myself will they change their tact in the last couple of days 
in the course of the, the last debate, maybe tonight, or even going around the doorsteps and maybe making their way, because they seem to be just... One uh, crowd is heading for one... You know what I mean? They're going back to the, the mm-hmm. old ways of, of just trying to get people back in who they've lost. And I think they're still maybe forgetting about the young people. Do you think they're going to change if they've read this type of thing? I think that um, their strategists will be very aware of what's being published in the media. So um, the, our, our surveys um, was published widely in the newspapers, the national newspapers today. So I think it definitely will go onto their radar. They will be adopting a strategy that is very flexible where they'll um, have to react to the news agenda every single day. But um, I'm fairly sure that they will have considered um, the young voting demographic um, when when even coming into this campaign and all of the, the sort of campaign trails. They will have um, different uh, viewpoints on it and, and different levels of competence. I, you can already see some parties that are uh, coming out um, more favourable in terms of the young co- cohorts. Are, the research uh, suggests that um, while, of course, the young people are preferring independent candidates to any party-affiliated can- candidates, uh, the Social Democrats and the Green Party are coming out as the young people's favourite Yeah, that's one thing I found, uh, the resurgence of uh, popularity with young people for the Green Party, that that surprised me a little bit. I was wondering where the support is coming from, now I know. I think it shows that there's a distrust in the traditional big parties and young people are moving away from them. And the majority of the benefactors of that movement are independent candidates. And I think the young people are starting to really respect uh, the the quality that comes with an independent candidate. And yes, while um, Social Democrats and the Green Party are coming up the rear, and they are um, also benefiting from the shift away from the the, the big parties, their, their gains, if you like, are still relatively small compared to the independent candidates mm. who will get who will get enormous gains from this cohort. I was just wondering, Niall, as well, where we talked earlier on about influences, and I'm just wondering because there's a high percentage still of don't knows out there, and a lot of them are probably uh, parents. And uh, I was just wondering, would it, would there be a reverse effect here where the youth? and the young people would be influenced, their parents for the change, and some of their older uh, relatives and even older friends, uh, instead of being the other way around years ago. I think you're absolutely right. When I mentioned earlier that I'm from a generation that um, sort of grew up with political apathy, I think um, parents are of that generation as well, and that parents would be influenced by their young, their, their children's motivation mm-hmm. and their children's sort of passion for... Uh, a reignited passion for politics and and trust in the electoral system. Um, Of course, influence goes both ways. What we didn't measure in this survey was how parents are influenced, Mm -hmm. um, because that's not really our area of specialism Mm -hmm. at ThinkHouse. But um, it would be a a very educated guess to say that um, parents who are from an apolitical generation will be hugely motivated by their um, political children. Yeah, because I think with uh, being Irish, I think there's a lot of guilt there where people uh, with children are saying, well, we voted these people in over the past 
50 years, 100 years, whatever. And so it's partially our responsibility, the way things, we've allowed things to happen with the people we've, we've put in power and let get away with things. So, And the youth's future, they're going to be paying for the debt coming up to the next 50 years. So I think the influence from the youth to the old, I think it's mirrored and changed around. Yeah, I would agree with that. It would be interesting to see if there's any studies out there that prove that. Um, um, and I think that would be a very interesting insight for future campaign strategists to bear in mind when mm-hmm. they're planning their, their next campaign. Oh, I don't want to be giving them any ideas. I don't want to be giving them <laughs> <laughs> It's a fascinating study, Noel, I have to say. Um, Thank you. Well, what's the next one, or do you plan what the next one would be? Um, in relation to the general election? or in No, in, in the general uh, studies that you do with young people. Have you any well, idea? We will be, we'll be, um, I'm sure you do a few a year. Oh, we, we can't, we're constantly doing um, a research on behalf of our uh, different clients. Um, so watch the space for uh, different things coming through. We have a regular youth culture series, which is like a snapshot of young people's attitudes and behaviours and uh, consumption of, of culture in Ireland. That is a, a regular thing we do every year. And uh, we'll be planning more and more sort of political uh, and public policy focused um, pieces of research coming up over the next few years, particularly around the Brexit um, Mm-hmm. Uh, referendum coming up uh, later this year would be very interested in um, finding out more about that from uh, uh, British young people as well as Irish young people because of course if there, uh, Britain was to uh, leave the European Union it would have a significant effect on young people here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've been thinking about it as well. If they've been thinking about the American election, I'm sure and thinking about uh, the Brexit as well. Uh, it's it's a terrific, terrific study and, and it sort of puts all sorts of thoughts in your head what's going to happen over the next three days. Incidentally, do you think as well, just as an opinion, uh, with young people becoming more politicised as well, do you think, because I've interviewed a few uh, people from different parties and quite a lot of them, uh, I'd say about 30% of them, are quite young. So are people getting more into politics as well to say, well, if you have to be in it to change it? Absolutely. That is one of the greatest outcomes of this, is that the more young people see that uh, politics has a has a real um, possibility for benefiting society, after years of stagnation and people feathering their own nests, uh, young people are really motivated to take the step beyond just voting and actually participate in candidacy, which I think is, I mean, it's the best possible outcome. We saw one of the youngest ever um, uh, democratically elected politicians in UK history take uh, a place in in Westminster uh, last year, a, a young, mm-hmm. um, not, not much older than a teenager. Um, and uh, she has gone on to do amazing things and really set an enormous precedent. So I think lots of, lots of influence um, around and uh, uh, sort of precedents being set that make young people feel that, you know, if yeah. you're good enough, you're old enough. Yeah, and I think and that's... So age, 
shouldn't be a barrier to uh, putting yourself forward to stand for a seat. Yeah, and I think that's what's happened in Spain and it's sort of filtering around the world now, so maybe good things for the future all around. Anyway, Niall, this is a great study and it's terrific and as I say, we'll see what happens in, in the next uh, three days leading up to the election on Friday. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and I hope I talk to you again about some more of the studies that you have coming up, so do keep in touch with that. Be a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you very much. Time. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's Niall Cowley, Director of Mission at Think House. Very, very interesting. This is Near FM. Weekday mornings from 11. This is North Side Today.